This is God Alive. This is the Exalted Pile Driver. This is Criff. I mean Arnold. This is Alex and Nick from Tyrannonaut. Greetings from the far Siberian deeps. Here is Peter of Isgerur Morph. This is Zeke Evil from Natal Craft. This is Nick from Hessian Farm. This is Jason from Sulaco. I'm eating a plain cheeseburger. What's up, everybody? This is Ross Dolan from Immolation. It's Brian Mason from Charmer, Sulaco, and Contrarian. Maybe BML. What's up? This is Sully. This is Mama Nat. Hey, this is Rick Dorf from Wolfpack 44, the Electric Hellfire Club, and Coven. This is Richie from Grave Huffer. And we're Immortal Possession, and you're listening to Grandisopian. <laughs> <laughs> You know what it is? From Haiti, land of the voodoo, comes the most infamous cult of all, Bela Lugosi as Murder Legendre. I see death. Master of the undead damned. The sinister power behind the white zombie.
So I think this is the first time that our Christmas show has actually been on Christmas. Yes. Yep. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's the holiday season. Episode 245. We started it off with Criminally Insane from Syracuse with the song Reanimated off of the Alone in the Cemetery release, which came out in September. They do have a more recent release from December 19th that is entitled Sister Fister. Oh. Cool. Uh, And then we went into Absentia with the song Face It. And they are playing the Rochester Inertia release show, the montage on the 20th alongside a whole bunch of other bands, Divinix, uh, Gravesite, Dance in Disarray, and Maltexon. And of course, Inertia, because it's their release show. Yes. Yep. Looking forward to that one. Yeah. Also, uh, Inertia's doing a Buffalo release show the weekend before, and our, our pale Sully's playing that one. Yes. That'll be a fun one. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, I have 13 crazy facts about Christmas movies that sound fake but are true. Okay. You ready? Yeah. The makeup application in The Grinch was so torturous that Jim Carrey literally had to consult a torture expert from the CIA in order to get through it. A torture expert? He had torture training? <laughs> so I remember reading something similar to that. Mm-hmm. Um his makeup for the Grinch took like hours and hours and hours. Mm. So they had to make the most out of it and shoot as much as they can for the movie. So Mm -hmm. he didn't have to sit through it Mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. Um, Iris's fairy tale cottage in the holiday was built in two weeks and then torn down after filming. I don't think I know that movie. I don't know what that is. Okay. It's a Wonderful Life bombed at the box office and it only became popular due to a paperwork error. The movie did so poorly that the production company didn't bother to renew the copyright. It's a Wonderful Life fell into the public domain, which meant that any TV station could air the movie for free. Then it became a Christmas classic because everyone just had to watch it because everyone was airing it. Huh. I didn't know that. Um, <clears throat> Donald Trump demanded a cameo in Home Alone 2 in exchange for letting them film at his hotel. Mm, that's funny. I didn't know that either. <laughs> the Nightmare Before Christmas started shooting before the script was finished. Because stop motion animation takes forever... They had to start production as soon as possible in order to finish the movie on time. They couldn't wait for the script to be finalized. Also, Jack Skellington's stop-motion figurine from The Nightmare Before Christmas was reused in the film James and the Giant Peach. Uh, the actress who played Megan, Kevin's older sister in Home Alone, is an Olympic judo champion. Hmm. Didn't know that. Why would you? <laughs> right. 
um, Ralphie in A Christmas Story has a cameo as an elf in, you guessed it, Elf. He looks nothing like him, so I don't know that anyone would even notice that. Um, Natalie Wood still believed in Santa Claus when she was filming The Miracle on 34th Street. She's the young girl. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, I think that's about it. All right, I have a couple. Yeah, um, let's hear them. One of one of Ralphie's friends from I discovered this when we watched uh, a Christmas story, Christmas, which is the one that came out a couple of years ago. Um, that one of Ralphie's childhood friends, who is in the second movie, um, actually worked in the porn industry between the two movies. Which I thought was, you know. I'm sure that's an unknown fact for a reason. Yeah, right. right, <laughs> right. Also, I saw a list of, um, you know how things become Christmas movies? Like Die Hard is considered a Christmas Oh, yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, American Psycho was on there, too. Really? Yeah. Huh. Which is a fantastic movie. Part two, not so good. <laughs> All right. All right. You want to play our first round of Christmas yeah, songs? Let's do that. Then I have a story and a, and a memory. Okay. After good. that. All right. All right. So first up, we're going to hear a wonderful song from a local band, Gates of Paradox, the song Dreaming of White, White Christmas. And then, without further ado, my favorite Christmas song by Spider Kitten, I Know You Won't Be Home. For Christmas.
Christmas time and I'm feeling blue Spending my days with photos of you Your hair on my pillow, your name in the wind Serve to remind me the trouble I'm in.
Santa sleigh. <laughs> All right, I've got I've got an article for you about a woman that was fired for mysterious antics at a company Christmas party <laughs> after promising that she'd behave. <laughs> if you have to promise, right. you're <laughs> you're gonna behave. Yeah. Um, I guess she. Uh, this is from a TikTok video, and then it turned into an article. She posted her termination letter that she received from her boss. Um. The, the note says, Dear Molly, Dear. It is with regret that I must confirm the outcome of my investigation into the events that took place at the staff Christmas party on Saturday evening. The letter starts. Molly's former employer told the woman who did not reveal her occupation that she risked putting the reputation of the nursery into disrepute. This amounts to gross misconduct. As you are still on your probationary period, I had no option but to terminate your contract of employment with immediate effect. Um, and then it says the letter did not specify details of what Molly did or why she was fired. But this is not the point of why I bring this up. Okay. It made me think back to, um, we were at a local bar restaurant years ago and there was a, we, we witnessed a company, remnants of a company Christmas party. Yep. There's two guys next to us at the bar that were talking and a very drunk woman came up that didn't, they worked for the same company, but I think she was from a different branch. Yep. Right. They didn't really know each other and I don't uh, eventually their conversation erupted into her slapping one of the guys. Very hard and very loud. For like what appeared to be no reason whatsoever. So there was a comfortable amount of people at the bar. And we were sitting at the bar having apps and a beer with mm -hmm. a friend. Mm -hmm. And hockey was on. And the two guys were just minding their own business, enjoying a beer, and they just wanted to watch the hockey game. Yes. And she kept trying to talk to them. We'll call her Molly. <laughs> <laughs> Molly continued to talk to them. And they were polite enough, but they weren't very engaging. Like you could tell. Right. They didn't want anything to do with Molly. They didn't, but they weren't rude either. Right, right. Um, and Molly got very angry yeah. at the lack of attention and stood up and slapped the shit out of one of them. Yeah. And he handled it very well. Yeah. I gasped so loudly I didn't know I had that much air in me. <laughs> um, the police were called. Yeah. And it was later determined that she tried running very slowly. Yeah. From the cops. Yeah. Yeah. And... uh. The parting words of the male who was slapped to us was, Welp, it's going to be an awkward day in the office tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't know. This, um, this article I was reading reminded me of that incident. So when you started reading it, it's funny. Again, reminder, we don't talk about our content ahead of time. I thought of that exact scenario you when you started reading the letter. Mm. Yeah, that was that was a that was a crazy one. Yeah. Yep. 
I wonder how many terminations um, happen as a result of like offsite Christmas mm-hmm. holiday parties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it might be higher than one would think. Mm-hmm.
right, that was uh, members of Mastodon, Death Clock, and Municipal Waste covering King Diamond's 1985 classic, No Presents for Christmas. That came out in 85? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 38 years ago today. Wow. Okay, I have Christmas tradition origins. Mm. Some are dark. Okay. In the 1700s, carolers would sometimes break down doors and demand food and drink from residents. They would sometimes threaten violence, destroy property, and sing songs with lyrics such such as, We've come here to claim our right, and if you don't open up your door, we'll lay it flat upon the floor. (laughs) (sighs) Um... Although it's become a pretty ballad, The Nutcracker is a surprisingly creepy tale. It is based on the 1816 story The Nutcracker and the Mouse King. In the original tale, a seven-year-old girl named Marie slices her arm open after being startled by a vision of her toy Nutcracker coming to life. As she recuperates, her godfather tells her the tale of a man cursed with the ugliness of a Nutcracker by a heartless queen. When Marie eventually declares that she would love the Nutcracker no matter his appearance, she is whisked away into the Doll Kingdom to marry him. The two are wed within a year of meeting, even though that would make Marie eight years old at the time of her marriage. Y'all enjoy that play now. Nothing weird about that. (laughs) Uh, Christmas parties may have their origins in wild pagan festivities. Hmm. Which I think we've talked about in the past, so I won't go into it. Uh, Yule logs used to be real wooden logs. (laughs) Like instead of cakes. Uh Um, Although we think of Yule logs today as sweet Christmas cakes, they used to be actual logs that would be burned on a fire. Burning the logs was said to bring good luck for the new year, but the ashes were some of the biggest prizes from the ceremony. They were said to ward against aging and even protect the person who had them against lightning, (laughs) which, as the History Channel noted, was important given that many houses were made of wood. Hmm. Uh, Let's see what else we have. Aren't, Aren't houses... Still made of wood? (laughs) (laughs) They sure are. Uh, Mistletoe used to be used to pardon criminals. Although we see it now as a plant meant to be kissed under, mistletoe has some darker origins. It was seen as a sign of friendship. And because of that, it was banned by religious leaders in England. Um... But later, York Minister Church in the UK began to hold a special mistletoe service each winter. During that service, criminals from the town could come and bring a sprig of mistletoe and be pardoned for their wrongdoings. I didn't know this one. A Charlie Brown Christmas was actually intended to be a feature-length Coca-Cola commercial. Yeah, there's a, uh, there's a lot of ties to Coca-Cola being behind what we at least 
uh, envision as Christmas. Today. Yeah. Yeah. Santa Claus and all that. Yep. Uh, milking cookies began as a Great Depression ritual in America. Leaving out milking cookies for Santa is a tradition that many places practice, but it began being popularized in America during the Great Depression. According to the History Channel, parents encouraged children to leave cookies for Santa during time of economic hardship to show that you should always be grateful for the things you were given and that giving was just as good as receiving. Hanging stockings on the mantle may be connected to a legend about poverty. Packing those stockings full of treats may be a fun holiday tradition these days, but the custom may have its origins in a decidingly grim tale of illness and poverty. Um, according to the book Holiday Folklore, Phobias, and Fun, the tradition is tied to a story about a 4th century bishop who overheard an elderly man bemoaning the fact that he would not have enough money to, supplies his, to supply his three daughters with a dowry. At the time, women lacking a dowry would be unable to marry and would likely have been forced into prostitution in order to support themselves. The legend goes that St. Nick was so moved by the old man's plight that he crept into the family's home at night and filled their stockings, which had been hung by the fireplace to dry, with bags of gold. <laughs> I'm going to leave my stocking out. Yeah. Uh, the three women and their father lived happily ever after. The bishop would later be anointed St. Nicholas, the patron, of, the patron saint of children, and at least one inspiration for Santa Claus. You get shot doing that shit these days. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Bringing gold into people's houses. <laughs> it's it's interesting that these all these traditions have these origins and mm -hmm. a lot of times we just don't question it because we just grow up. Right. And it's just the norm. Right. Yes. Very true. Okay. It's all madness. It is all madness. Um, and here we are talking about it. Yeah. I have a few traditions that I would like to discuss that I was unaware of. Oh, okay. Previously. Cool. Um, I know each year we kind of try to cover different yeah. uh, traditions from around the world. Yeah. That us U.S. Americans aren't necessarily aware of. Um, I found a, a few new ones. New to me anyway. Okay. Um, Maybe we should play a couple songs first. All right, perfect. This uh, this next block of songs goes out to Criff of Sulaco because uh, he sent these to us as recommendations. So first up is Void Dweller with the song Premature Christmas Ejaculation. And then after that, Spinal Tap with Christmas with the Devil. Oh, my God. 
have you heard of the Yule Lads of Iceland? Nope. No? All right, like check this tradition out. Uh, Icelandic kids don't get just one Santa Claus. They get 13 mischievous trolls roaming the countryside and the fortnight before Christmas. These are like uh, the garbage pail version of Snow White, Snow White's Seven Dwarves. Um, this sounds cool. Yeah. Uh, they, each of them have their own personality, including doorway sniffer, spoon licker, <laughs> sausage swiper, candle stealer, curd gobbler, and the ominously named window peeper. Each takes turns visiting children who leave shoes in their bedroom, uh, dropping off presents for the good kids and <laughs> depositing rotting potatoes for the bad ones. Oh. Um. There's one here about um, Kentucky Fried. Christmas in Japan. Oh, I came across that one too. Which reminds me of the Coca-Cola thing in the U.S. Yeah. But. Um, it, yeah, so it's common and popular to get KFC for Christmas dinner. Yeah. In Japan. Yeah. These fucking marketing ploys. Hey. Good on them. <clears throat> um, and we have... Uh, La Bafana from Italy. Italian Christmases are celebrated with a wine-drinking witch. And no, we don't mean the alcoholic auntie from the dodgy side of the family. (laughs) (laughs) Twelve days after Santa's visit, on the eve of the Epiphany, January 5th, families across Italy leave out a glass of wine and a plate of sausages for... La Bafana. According to folklore, she turned down an invitation from the three wise men to witness the birth of Christ and apparently is so devastated that she flies around the countryside uh, wasted looking for the Christ. Which she's a bit late, I guess, if you believe in all that. Um, But during all of this, she goes down chimneys and brings presents to the good kids and coal to the naughty ones. So she's a good witch. She's a drunk witch. (laughs) Uh, Got two more here. The spider webs of Ukraine. Never heard of this one. The Ukrainians take a different approach to Christmas decorations, swapping fairy lights for spider webs. The legend of the Christmas spider explains that a poor widow and her kids once cultivated a Christmas tree from a pine cone, but couldn't find any decorations. Then on Christmas morning, they woke up to see their tree blanketed in cobwebs, which sunlight then transformed into gold and silver. Uh, Nowadays, trees across the Ukraine are decorated with little spider ornaments called pavachki, and fake spider webs, which is said to be the origin of the sparkly tinsel 
that shimmers at Christmas time all around the world. I like it. Cool. I was never a fan of tinsel. No? No. There is such thing as too much tinsel. I don't like tinsel. I got to be honest with you. Um, what's the difference between tinsel and garland? Uh, is garland like the tinsel that's uh, like a rope? Yeah. Okay. Ropes. <laughs> uh, the last one here, and this one, you need to see a picture of this. It's very impressive. Is uh, the radish carving of Mexico. Days before Christmas are marked with an event known as the Night of the Radishes. Sadly, this is not a low-budget horror movie, but instead a vegetable carving competition. And it's it's super impressive by these pictures. Um, Participants get remarkably creative with everything from nativity scenes to fantastical monsters on display as thousands of visitors descend on the city to witness the fun. The radishes in question are grown specifically and pumped with chemicals to grow immense, but it all seems a bit futile, as the carvings can only be displayed for a few hours before the fragile vegetables wither away. So these are like vegetable mandalas. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. They're very detailed and it's impressive. But I, I never heard of that either. It's kind of an, another odd tradition. Uh, well, odd to me anyway. I guess yeah, probably t- to them it's, it's normal. Yeah. To them they probably think what we're doing is fucking odd. I think what we're doing is odd. It, there's a lot of things <laughs> are odd. <laughs> All right. You ready to wrap it up? Yeah. We're going to end with one song this week, Mm -hmm. which is by Samuel Poe, and the song is Morbid Fascination with Christmas Elves. Until next time. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Don't be an asshole. And? Merry fucking Christmas. (laughs) I'm going to show you my Yule twig. Cut it.